You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. Hello and welcome to the Twisted Sisters podcast. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mello, and I'm here with my co-host, Allie Engren. We are here on a great day. It's Wednesday morning. Um, I had to think about that. Is it Wednesday? I feel like I, every time I say a day, it's always off. I feel like every time I do a video of like I'm going to post that day, I never post it. And then I'm like, crap, I said like happy Wednesday and now I can't post it on. <laughs> Just a line through it. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Psych. It's actually Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Mother's Day, Allie? Oh, gosh, you guys. I I don't even know. Um, Well, we've been getting our ready, house ready to get on the market. So it's been a little chaotic. Just lots of projects. Lots yeah. of tournaments baseball tournaments all you know three kids in sports can be a full-time job in itself Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah how about you um I wasn't feeling the best I worked Saturday night and then um I just I went home and rested um and I was planning to do my hike I do every year and I the weather usually I go rain or shine it's like a whole thing yeah and it was cold it was cold. It was not like anything we could do differently. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just was like, I am not going to battle with Lorelai and her being miserable just so I can go do this. And I didn't really feel like it, which was the first year because I've done the same thing for, uh, I don't even know, like I want to say nine years, but there's no way it could be nine years. Um, but I've done the same thing probably since Hayden was like six maybe or seven and, um, I don't know. So I was, I was kind of a little worried on like changing my routine yeah. and I, I just did a video of this on my personal, um, social media and stuff. And it really just came out to be a day that, um, I realized I don't need that validation on that day anymore because yeah. I've just really learned how to give it to myself every every day. Um, but I started my tradition because I was always alone. And if I was dating anybody, they were just really shitty, <laughs> <laughs> narcissistic. Um, it was fun. And so, you know, somehow they would ruin it or right. you would plan something and, about and it would be about them somehow. Yes. And so I just learned a long time ago, like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. And I'm not going to go make it about your mom, who I barely know. And my mom's amazing, but we do stuff together all the time. Yeah. And I don't know, her and I just talked and I was like, I think it's kind of ridiculous to go and do all this, like make it work for either of us when we really don't need to. I think that's where I, you guys all know my take on Valentine's Day and my take on Mother's Day is kind of the same yeah. thing. Like I love to celebrate my mom all year long, you know, yeah. and it and it becomes like I don't want my kids to feel like it's a chore. Well, and it's like, <laughs> isn't there something wrong if you have this? I just, I could never imagine telling my kids like, you better come celebrate. Right. Like if they have their own wife right. or they are a mom, mom. <laughs> and I don't care if they have dog animals, if they have real animals, like whatever they have, like 
you should be celebrating her. Um, and, and I will watch the kids for you so that you can that's go get a day off exactly. if that's what you need. Yeah. But I hope that I teach her well enough. Like, no, you should be doing things every day for yourself. So it doesn't come down. I just feel like when you put all your eggs in one basket, you're bound to be disappointed. You are. And so when you have these expectations of being, I would say the feelings that come along with it, the feelings of feeling cherished and feeling seen. And um, because you don't, I think you just, you crave that so much because you lack it all the time. And so you think, here's my chance. I'm going to control this day. And here's Mm -hmm. my chance. And and then it doesn't happen. It's like, oh, like it's just disappointing or, you know, bad weather, whatever. And um, I think mine was a little hyper independent type thing but it was at the same point I was like what do I want to do this is what I want to do I enjoy it and I do I have a lot of fun you know in some years I'd had to just drag my son along but he always he you know he had to give me a little grief but um like my mom took Lorelai and and they picked out a a wagon because I wanted a a covered wagon for her for like uh lacrosse tournaments and all this stuff to be able to put it in because the stroller's decent it just doesn't have a ton of storage and for sure I love so wagons. I was like, I, I, uh, I should have just given you mine. Yeah. <laughs> so she got me a wagon, which was awesome. Yes. And, and Lorelai, it was definitely for, for Lorelai. Oh, yeah. But, um, and my son gave me a hug and said, happy Mother's Day. So this is the first year that I don't think he's had my mom to say, like, what are you getting for yeah. your, your you mom your- and stuff? <laughs> and so I did not receive anything, which is okay. Um. But he's just, he's sweet in his own way. Like, yeah. we go out to eat and, um, you know, he'll, like, tip or he want you know, he'll pay for it. He right. does things when he, he can. And, and those are the moments I think I appreciate the most because it's, like, a courtesy, kind, um, they, leading way. They want to do it. They're mm-hmm. not forced. I agree. Yeah. 100%. I've always been that way, though. Everybody's like, what'd you get for Mother's Day? And I'm like, I got a diamond ring and earrings and flowers and cookies. And, and it's like, no, I, I love a dandelion out in the middle of the yard. Yeah. And come I got and one rant. of those this morning. Right. <laughs> you like, can put it in your hair if you want. Right. She tells me. I'm like, thank you, Lorelai. Like, that so to sweet. me is more meaningful than anything. And I think I just have a hard time with it because of the commercial aspect of it like let's raise flower prices let's raise and I get like supporting small business like I will come support you all year long I do but I just yeah I don't participate I think it's it's like this weird competition between people too and it's like this reminder of what you don't have versus whatever people have or get and um that's just not how it is. And, and somebody's so. always left out. Like between my mom and my mother-in-law, I'm like, you two Capricorns? Like my mom works now Mother's Day. so But it's hard sometimes because it's like we're trying to be even and that can be really tricky too. Like who do you spend Mother's yeah, Day with? That's why I And I'm stopped. like, Mike, you go spend it with your mom and I'll go spend it yep. with my mom and this is what it'll be. And but that's, that is exactly why. I'm like, why... I'm a mom. What yeah, about me? So now I'm... <laughs> That's why I stopped many yes. I mean, not that I stopped hanging out with my mom, but I'm like, hey, Friday, you want to go get dinner? Or like, we just do something different. I go, I I have Sundays off. I, and she's like, absolutely understands. And I'm like, I'm, 
I just don't think it's, I don't think you should be doing all this stuff to celebrate your mother-in-law, you know, when it is a reminder for her that her mom's gonna, it's like all of these emotions get stirred up. And I'm just like, I hope you're not offended if I just do what I want. And she's like, absolutely not. And, And it's, you know, even this year, she's like, I know you do your thing. It's become a thing. But those first couple years, it was a change and people weren't used to it. And I was just like, no, I'm not gonna go to brunch with everybody. I don't enjoy going to brunch. And, um, it's not fun to get my kids together, go and force everybody, not force everybody, but go be in a packed place. And it's just not enjoyable to me. I'd rather be late and then everybody will be disappointed that I'm late. It's just a whole process. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard when you have those littles too, because it's like, you know, people sometimes forget how hard it is to get out of the house with little kids. Like it's a whole. Oh yeah. I just went into that this morning. 10 a.m. Yeah, if you're just <laughs> lackadaisical leaving the house, it's like a yeah, breeze. It is. But for some reason, when you have to leave at a certain time, it's like, oh my gosh. Like getting Lorelai out of the house this morning was like, go get your shoes on. Go get your shoes on. No, you can't have that. No, you can't have that. She wants it anyways, opens it up, spills all over me. This is fun now. I have to go change. And prior to that, I grabbed my curling iron from the wrong end. So that was cool too because I was trying to like push her away and like not push her away. But she was trying to get up on the counter and I was like, no, you need to wait. And um, she wasn't listening, still getting on the counter. And I went to go move my curling iron and I grabbed it by the hot end of the barrel. I chuck it and she's looking at me and I'm like, oh my God, I just want to scream. And I was like, you need to just, you need to leave the bathroom right now. Like, I need to leave right now. Before things get worse. Yes. And it's like, we're just trying to leave the house. And it's like, all of a sudden, I'm like, where are your shoes now? Like, now we've lost your shoes. And it's like. All I'm thinking of right now is Sex in the City when Charlotte's little girl, Lily, is like running around and she has like the red paint on her hands or something. I can't remember what she had on her hands, but she had. Charlotte had this Valentino like white beautiful dress on mm. and she went behind her hi mommy and she stuck her two red hands on the butt of yeah. this Valentino dress and it wasn't just about the dress it was like leading up to everything of just like oh my god everything is just chaotic and she went and sat in that pantry and was just like crying yes yeah because <laughs> we've all been there oh yeah <laughs> where you're like and it's I've been with her the last couple days she's been sick all the things but Oh my God, it was just, and it it wasn't like we had to be out of the house at some ungodly time. It was just, it was nothing kind of went right. But I gathered myself on the drive and we're good. And I didn't yell and I didn't scream and we were okay. And I almost burnt my hand off still. So (laughs) I'm actually really proud of myself on that one. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of my morning too. It was like I had to be on a, a tax appointment and nobody likes being on a tax appointment when you're self-employed. So it was just, I always file an extension because I hate doing it. And so I had to get my ducks in a row, which this house is kind of making us have our ducks in a row. And it's like, all right, get to it. But then Jack, you know, doesn't want to wake up. And that's a whole other topic of fighting in the morning of getting on the school bus. And my other one seems to oversleep on the days he's not supposed to oversleep. And it's, mm-hmm. it's life. It is life. I know we should just expect it at we this should. point. Yeah. But um, going back to the finances thing, I was yeah. thinking about this after our last episode. Yes. And because um, I was self-employed too and um, for I don't know how many years. 
13 years, 14 years. Um, it's crazy to look back. And I, I was like even ta- thinking about beauty school and regular high school. And it's like we have to learn math, but they don't teach us finance. Heck no. And especially in beauty school. So it's like it's wild to me looking back that you can – teach everybody how to like you know that it's such a big deal like you should have your own business you should start this and so you get excited and you do it but you have no No idea idea what to do and I remember when I started my LLC and I started my own stuff renting my chair doing all the things and begging for information from somebody Mm -hmm. like what do I do how do I do this how do you do it and it was like I don't know if it was a thing of like they didn't want to tell me because they maybe they weren't doing it right I don't even I still have no idea I felt the same way though because I did the same thing I went and rented my own chair and nobody talked about like oh you just pay so and so your rent for the week and I'm like well what what uh how do I? Yeah. (laughs) And it was like, I had no idea about tax. I had no clue. And I mean, that is just something you're not taught. And unless you research it. And I I do, I mean, that was however long ago. So there is so much more information and how to do things. But still, when you have no clue, it's really hard to understand what they're even talking about. And you're going like, all right, I've always well, we dealt with the W2. Like, 21. like <laughs> we were just young little youngsters yeah. renting our own little chairs doing hair. Yeah. <laughs> and just how to budget your money, yes. what what that looks like. And I just, well, I just remember being that young going like, well, I can't afford to have somebody teach me about right. this. And it was like, felt like it was the only way to learn that. And if I was talking to somebody, they had no idea about the industry. So it was like to find that that balance was really hard. I struggled. Well, knowledge just wasn't and I brought at in a lot of money. Fingertips, like back then for us, I feel no. like there wasn't a lot of like knowledge on where you can go. You could go get the book from Barnes and Nobles, like tax, self employment tax for dummies. Like, yeah, but you're still reading you gibberish. Are, yes, and it was like it, it was crazy. Or they said go put go get a credit card and put all your color and supplies on this credit card. And then you can set up an account at the at the beauty supply store, and and it was just like, well, what's the right thing? Do I take out the loan to get all the color? Like, it- well, I remember being confused even when you set up your LLC and your business account, yes. how much it costs to actually set yes. up a business account. I was like, this is how much? Right. Why? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, if you have, and I'm like, so I have to pay to have an account to bring in this much money. Like, it was just crazy, and it was like it's it's just all confusing and it, yeah and then your taxes on top of that just are even more confusing it was oh yeah it was a rough time and then you know add in some bad relationships for some reason I would start dating a man and he would like lose his job or and I would house them like a little lost puppy you know and it was like here yes you can stay with me and um they just live. I, I, I can, it baffles my mind how you can just go live with somebody rent free for like six months. I don't even, one was like six months. One was almost, no, it wasn't a year. I don't think any, either, any, either of them made it a year, but it was like, how do you, how do you even like, and, and two to be taking from a woman who's a single mom. And I was working like two jobs at the time just to sustain. And I like think back at that stuff and I go like, 
how how big of a narcissist do you have to be to go and live with like a woman and her kid and let her take care of your ass because right. you're too self-absorbed to like just go get a fucking basic job yeah and like feel like you owe them something on top of that oh yeah like you're the basically my narcissism. mom we're dating you're basically like my mom you just take care of me and it's like uh I mean, it was the stories of like, when I get, I will get money from yes. this and then I'll give it but to that's you. What holds and all of a sudden they'd have something else. And I go, where the hell did you get this money from? Right. You got well, a new I had to get, yeah, like I just bought a new motorcycle. Yeah. What? You're freaking unemployed. How right. did you, well, my dad signed off on it. Uh-huh. You can't even pay me rent right. or buy groceries. But you can get a case of beer and buy a new motorcycle. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I just remember like, and it was like the things of getting a gift for their brother for their birthday. And it was like, oh, I'll pay you. I'll pay you this or I'll pay you that. And just never seeing it and going like, I can't believe I'm going into debt, taking care of somebody. They just had no logical understanding of. and, And then to like, I just, I cannot imagine living in a house having your partner come home from like a 12-hour day because they have to like that's what they have to do working their ass off and then just being like hey like oh how's it going one of sex yeah like what's what's up you know or like i can't and and then be okay with that like what especially as a male i'm sorry it was terrible interesting to me like how they can be like I want to be the man of the relationship and sit in this masculine energy but yet they're just these little babies that don't know how to do life and they need that support there it's called mother wounds yeah they have mother wounds they do but it was funny because anytime I ended the relationship right I'd be like I'm done Mm -hmm. you need to leave this isn't working all of a sudden it was like they would jump and they would get like a job they you know it was like that fire under their ass and I'm going like no I am not not taking I do not go backwards that's what I always tell people I do not go backwards like once you're done you're freaking done and I'm sorry like you give me the ick so bad like you give me the ick like I look at your face and I want to punch it like stepbrother style like you have a face I want to punch yeah gross no leave dealt with that yesterday i got this weird phone call about some past stuff of mine and i was just like oh don't even bring me back to that time and i don't even want to know the information don't even tell me ick no yeah it's like (laughs) yeah no it's 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 like but it was frustrating for a long time because you here you are in like a financial situate like I was going backwards because I'm taking care of a household of three right and it's like you're eating all my food like you're a grown-ass man you're eating all the food in the house you're not replacing any of it and you're gaslighting me that things are going to change and things are going to be great so I'm holding on to this for yeah for what for nothing nothing so you can get to the next stepping stone and have a bank account and here's here's my deal too (laughs) you know what like at that time, I think I would have been okay trading like services, right? Like, you know what? You have to live here rent free. That's okay. But you better clean this house. I want the outside mode. I want my car washed. Like, you better work this Fill it shit up with off. Gas. Yeah. Like, you better. And do you think any of that was done? Like, no. I look back and I go, how in the world did nobody be like, what are you thinking, fam? 
what are you thinking? And I'm pretty sure they were like, we can't say anything to her because she already just knows what she's doing. But I didn't. I had no idea. I look back now and go, what was I thinking? I think we all do that, though. We've all had those relationships where it's just been like rose-colored glasses. Oh, yeah. It's... The one guy was really hot. I'll give it to to him. He was very good looking, you know. But it was like one of those things of like, you're good looking, but nothing great comes out of your mouth. And I make good money, but I don't make that great of money where we can just like go and have fun and I can just look at you. No, no, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that was a long time ago, but still... You know, then I still look back at the times of like, right, like Mother's Day or these times where you're like, okay, like, it's not that hard to show up then. Right. And they just don't over and over again. I remember I went on a trip with one of them and we went to Florida and it was like, he just had to pay for a hat. It was so cheap. This was like one of the cheapest trips ever. I'd gotten this condo from a client. They charged us like $50 a night. Like it was beautiful. Right on the ocean. Flights so cheap. And it was like getting him to pay for his half was absolutely like pulling teeth. And then the first day of our trip, he was classic narcissist. This man was a cla- classic narcissist. Uh, first day of our trip, we're out. And I'm like, you should put some sunscreen on. He's like, oh, I don't need any sunscreen. I don't have to wear it at home. And I'm going like... This is different. Like, I'm Portuguese. Right. Like, I'm and I burn tan. Here. And it's like, it doesn't matter if right. you burn or not. Like, you you should start the putting sun sunscreen here. on. This is my rule, you guys. You rub your sunscreen in before you leave and do anything. Before you go get your coffee, anything. And especially if you are living in the Midwest where we get no sun for a long yep. time. I don't care where you're at. When you are somewhere new, you put your sunscreen on and it's on for the day. It soaks in. You can reapply later if you want, but always start with more and you can taper it off. And the last day or the last two days, you don't have to wear it at all if you want to gamble. Don't ruin it at the beginning because it'll ruin your whole trip. He was a lobster. I'm talking to you. You're talking to a redhead right here. He was a lobster, like complete red tomato head to toe. Now he has a fever. Like blistered. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going like, you idiot. I was pissed because then it was like, oh, don't touch me and Uh I don't want to go anywhere. And I was like, you know what? Like you can shove it. I was so annoyed. I was just like, you realize you just ruined the trip. And finally I was like, I don't, I don't even care. Like I'm going out, I'm going to go lay out in the sun. And he was like, well, I I guess I can. And I'm like, you know, like, But we got in like a huge fight that night and I, I, all I wanted was some ice cream after dinner and he made this huge like scuffle about it because God forbid nothing be about him, right? Or I don't know. I think the classic thing with a narcissist is when they're not in their comfortable place. Yes. They're like striving for control yes. somewhere. So I don't even remember what we got in a fight about. And I was like, I just want to stop and get some ice cream. Like, why can't I just, it's vacation. Like, why can't, fine, let's stop. So I get my ice cream and it's like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, can I just sit and eat it here? And he's like, no. And I'm just fuming at this point. So I have like a banana split. Like, you're like, where do we have to go? It's like melting. And I'm going like, why do we have to get in the, because he was burnt and he wanted to go flipping back. And I'm going, you are the one that drank your ass off. Like, you're dumb. And so I'm this banana split is melting and I opened the window and I freaking chucked it out the window and I was like, I'm done. 
like and he's like oh my god I just paid for that and I was like you can shove it up your oh god you know what and I made him sleep on the couch (laughs) I was so annoyed I was just like I can't but then you react that way right so then all of a sudden you have this reaction and it's explosive and you normally don't and it's like oh my god you're crazy Oh, You're yeah. so crazy. Because I threw a banana split right. out the window because all you did was bitch and moan and complain. I go, yeah, I'm the problem here. Like, I get that. Yeah, you're right. There's oh, nothing God. worse when you're on vacation with somebody that you don't want to be on vacation with. Like, oh, yeah. when you hit that point, you're like, we are breaking up when we get home because I I can't even be around you anymore. I am so grossed out by you right now. Oh, I did not break up with him. You think I would have? <laughs> We actually got back and, you know, it was like, I think he had known he messed up. And so then it was like the, the, um, love love bombing bombing. phase again. And, um, this guy also, he moved in with me and then I had found out that he'd been sleeping with another girl. I think he was sleeping with multiple girls. I know he was talking to multiple girls. Anytime I checked his phone, it was like Snapchat. It was all the things. And was our name like Fred and Alan and Joe? No, he's <laughs> not that smart. I think he thought I wasn't be able to get into his phone. But lucky me, he would drink to pass out every night. And yeah. I was like, well, this is easy. Beep it up, up, up. Yep. And I would just, my stomach would sink into my butthole and I would shake oh, and I would read feeling. every single text, every single message just so that I could have some sort of evidence. Yep. And then I would bring this evidence to him and I would be gaslit. And then somehow I would feel like, what am I doing wrong? And what's why, wrong with me? yes, what's wrong with me? And who am I? And, um, or have just enough information to be like, I know what I know, but I don't have the proof of it. Right. And I was just, oh, it was so bad. When just in going reality in right now, being the age that we are, like if this ever happened to us at this point and oh. the growth that we've done, like I would be texting that girl like, oh, hey, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Ask- like here's my evidence well, right here. And that what's, was so <laughs> sickening to me, right, was that like his roommate knew, she knew she was around all the time and she looked me in the eyes and had conversations with me one-on-one and I'm going like, how much of a psychopath or like narcissist can you guys be to like all sit there and know what's going on and not have the balls or the respect to say anything and to keep this charade going on it's disgusting it's disgusting but well she did actually come back I think we had I broke up with him and it was like a whole thing it actually wasn't. It was like, get your shit and leave. And but he had this stupid fish house at my house forever. And I was like, if you don't come and get it, it is gone. Ugh, and it took forever house. to get out of there. Like, And I was like, I am not your storage unit. And no. if I am, I'm going to start charging you. And I'm yeah. going to take you to court. And I'm going to charge you for this mm-hmm. because I am not taking this anymore. Mm-hmm. So whose ass do you think came and got it finally? His. Um, or, oh, I was going to think the girl. I was like, did the girl no. really come get his fish out? No, because I'm sure that they talked or whatever, and he probably Jesus. screwed her over. Yeah. But I did, I think about a year later, um, it was actually after I met Matt, and which one thing is I did actually meet Matt through this guy. And uh, it, it wasn't anything at that time, but we did meet at a, a work party. <laughs> that is how I met him. And I ran into Matt after we broke yeah. up. Um, 
which sounds like awful now that I'm talking about it, but it really wasn't. Everything was clean. It was like I was broken up with and he was broken up with and then we ran into each other. But um, this girl that they had this back and forth thing forever with and she, you know, she was younger than me. She was no kids. She blonde, beautiful. And I, uh, she ended up messaging me and, and apologized for it. And I said, thank you. Like I, yeah. I was really impressed because I don't think, I, I think no matter how much time, if, if you've done that, cause don't get me wrong. Like when I was younger, younger, like 21, 22, like I had, I did things that I wasn't like the most proud of. Yeah, and I think about it and I was like, I, but I, I still owned up to them mm-hmm. usually cause I just cannot keep a secret yeah. or yeah, it just doesn't sit with me. But, um, I was really, I was impressed that she took time and she wrote a message and it was heartfelt. And, um, I just thanked her for taking the responsibility for that and acknowledging that that is what happened. And I just said, you know, without you doing that, who knows where I would have been and I wouldn't have met, you know, Matt and I wouldn't have been, I think I was pregnant at the time. I wouldn't have been having my daughter. And so I go as much as it was hard to be a part of, like, I'm still grateful that it led me in a different direction and that's how I think you have to look at it because we we can set our boundary right like I talked about my whole scenario on the um when we had Ginny on as a guest and just the the women that hold on to something right and you're and then they want to be best friends with you because you've been through like a a traumatic event together and it's like you got to set that boundary sometimes of like hey here's my boundary here and I think you're a great person but like we both need to wash our hands of this situation and go our separate ways and sometimes you know when we set those boundaries like we feel like a big bitch like sorry but it's it's hard I don't I think I I don't anymore but I I do feel like I am scorned a little bit because of manipulative women Mm -hmm. and I feel like there was a time in my life where if a woman was trying to get close to me in a weird sort of way that you just had that feeling about you it never failed that when it would come up that that was who it was or you found the conversation or that what you know and it was like you slimy little shit and you're trying to get close to me and I'm trustworthy I am I will sit there and I will give you the benefit of the doubt until the doubt is broken and you just look back and you're like yuck how can you do that yeah and I think they sit so psychotic we can sit and we can talk about this man until we're both blue in the face and how much we hate him and how dare he did the things that he did to us and blah 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 and share like stuff together but then it's hard when they you know then you see their behavior and they go right back to them and I think that's the hardest part well and watching this person like going back to this toxic thing and you're like okay well clearly you're just as toxic as that person is if you're gonna just keep this insanity revolving door we break up we get back together we break up we get back yeah. together like at some point you gotta do your healing <laughs> yeah yeah you do and and it's and then it's like I almost feel bad to it to some degree because it's like that's gotta be so exhausting I know. 
like revolving your life around somebody else's emotions right. and somebody else's behaviors and, and how they're, they're going to show up and that one day, day. Not, and right and it's like how does that because I remember being there with yeah. the narcissist like they decided how the day was going to go and and if I put my foot down it was like oh it was like the worst thing you could ever do to them and it just was so devastating at times because it was like we're supposed to have this nice date night and somehow some way you have like you found a way to be an hour late Mm -hmm. like I don't understand like how are we an hour how are you an hour late like what you said well I just got doing this and I got doing that and it's like the first couple times you're like okay Mm -hmm. and it's like you ended up sitting around waiting for this whole thing only for you to go out to dinner and like barely say five words and they're looking at their phone or they just completely cancel all together yeah it's like oh sorry I got busy working on xyz yeah it's like what but then the classic I got ready yeah, but then the classic I move is my legs for this. Yes, that's exactly it. And then the classic move is you pull your energy back, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're there and they uh-huh. like somehow bring you a candy bar and you're like, oh, this is fixes everything. Right. Thanks. Thanks for the candy bar. You thought about me. Yeah. I'm so strived for attention and love because you have messed with my head so right. bad because I know you're capable of it from uh-huh. the love bombing stage. I know you have this in you right. and you've made me feel that before and you've done all these things and you showed up and now you're not doing any of it and you have these excuses. So I have no reason but to believe these excuses, but I'm craving the attention and the things you did before and you're never going to get that. No, you're not. You're never going to get you're that again. You're never going to get it, honey. Unless you pull everything back again. I cannot explain how grateful I'm not in this cycle. I mean, it's been years since I've been in this cycle. Same. But I was stuck in this cycle for a while. Because so was I. it was also what I saw around me, Yeah. too. And it's like, oh my gosh, yuck. And then you see what goes on around you sometimes. And w- even when you're in that situation and you're like, okay, maybe what I have isn't so bad. <laughs> right. Then you start comparing the crazy. <laughs> like, no, like there's a- no comparing the crazy. Like, it's just get out. Mind. What's so funny is last night, um, Everett had his last track meet. And then we went over to the flip house with my parents. And so it was just the four of us hanging out or whatever. And. We were on the ride home. It was me and Everett, and he was just, like, asking me a lot of questions because, obviously, his father is not involved in the situation. And it's so funny we're bringing this topic up because I, like, had so many, like, I'm like, well, you're kind of getting old enough where we can talk about some of the stuff that went down and just his knowledge with things. I was like, you're smarter in this topic than I am. Do you want to come on my podcast? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the wording that that he was saying he's like no he's a total blah 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 and I'm like wow (laughs) like but what does that mean and he's like well if they do this they like huh he's like yeah I watch a lot of true crime (laughs) (laughs) that's hysterical it was really cute it was just nice I go you know this is just my story I go you might have a completely different story because I like to just be full-faced with my children Mm-hmm. And just this is what happened to me and it could have went a different way and maybe someday you'll find out that side. But yeah, uh, one thing I am lucky with every man I've dated, they've always been very, very, very good to my son. Yeah, always been very good to him. And um, 
that I stayed in, uh, and, and that was part of why I stayed in relationships for longer than I should have, because it yeah. was like, how am I going to tell, tell my son? Right. And looking back, like he, he just, he was so good. It was not, he had nothing to do with that, but we were talking about it one time and I was just like, you know, what do you, what do you think? And we were kind of just talking about ex-boyfriends and stuff because we actually, we got on the subject because we went to sushi and all of a sudden we sat down and we look over and it was an ex-boyfriend and this girl that he was with now, I think they actually got married and, um, but I, I'm pretty sure him and her had a thing, whatever. It's the same story over and over. But we look over and we were like, oh, my God. And Hayden goes, this is so weird. And I'm like, this is really weird. So we're like having our dinner over here. It was just a really strange. So we, they ended up leaving pretty quickly, thank goodness. And um, we were just talking about the ex-boyfriends and the things. And he's like, we just really got talking about how each one of them taught him something. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. Like this one taught you how to skateboard. This one taught you all like how to build things and like snowboard and this one taught you how to like it, not that there was like that many but it, it was kind of cool to look back and I was like you know you're a really well-rounded kid because you've met so many different people who have really actually put into your life in great ways right. and that was one thing I am really grateful for is all of them treated him so well and even Matt before he passed was just like I hope Hayden knows that I need him more than like I needed him in my life. Like I know that he appreciates me like in his, but he goes, I really needed him in my life. And like you could tell it was just yeah. a beautiful relationship. And so that is one thing I really do appreciate is, um, you know, not all their families were always, they, they were they never let Hayden see it, but I, f- I felt some of it yeah. at times. But for the most part, everybody's been they were absolutely incredible to him. But And I think it just hard. comes too with like there's people that get put in your life for a reason, a season, a lifetime. Like we all have these relationships and yeah. they come and go. And I that's know life. I think it's just crazy to look back and think that felt like such a like lifetime a ago. Or like, hey, move in with me for a month and move out. Like yeah. obviously there's a healthy balance within it, but it's life. And he is an awesome kid, very well-rounded. Yeah. And he he learned, you know, he picked something up from each and every one of them, like you said. Yeah. And how to change the oil, how yeah. to fix a car or how to do this or how to mow the lawn. I mean, it was things that I wasn't able to teach. Right. So I am grateful for some of that, that stuff. But I think one of the main things that got me out of that cycle of just bad relationships, and it wasn't, it was like two, two of them. There was like, yeah, two guys in between. So, I mean, this was a span of, I don't know how many years, but um, it was more of like, realizing that this is not what I want my son to think love is yeah, or how to treat a woman. Yeah. And, um, like that was always my driving force from uh, seriously after I had him was like, this is not what I want him to view love as. This is not how I want him. That was always one of the things that got me to like break up and leave them was like, nope. If I ever saw my son treating a woman like this, I would 
die. Yeah. I would be like, I did not raise, raise you to be way. like that. But I did. I mean, if I did continue it, mm-hmm. it would have been like, yeah, you did. You accepted that. That's what you accepted as okay. And that has always been that driving force of like, nope, I refuse to, if I ever saw my son treating a woman like this, I would be like, uh, uh-uh, I did not raise you like this. And I think it just goes to show too, because I was told that when I was, Mike and I were contemplating our separation really. Um, and it was like, do, yes, we, I, my whole thing, my whole life was always, I don't want to be a broken family. I don't want to be a broken family. I want my kids to have a mom and a dad. Well, obviously with Everett, that went south right away when I was 18. Well, then it was like, okay, well, I don't want my kids to not have a mom and a dad together. And somebody sat me down one time and was like, well, here's the deal. (laughs) You can totally have a mom and a dad and you can show these kids what love is. And if Was that me? No, it wasn't you. And you can show them what love is but you guys fighting, that's not thats not love. You're showing your kids how to have and stay in something, which I think there's, you know, when I went to therapy, my therapist was always like, okay, you're going to have good years and you're going to have bad years. That's just marriage. It's the hardest thing you will ever do in your entire life. Absolutely. Hands down. They say raising kids is the hardest thing. No. Trying to keep up with your marriage is the hardest thing. Living with this person. And so I remember sitting there going, yeah, you're right. Like, the this is we're just fighting back and forth every day we do not want to be around each other we detest each other right now and we needed that break and I think it's just goes to show like you can make your relationship whatever you want it to be it doesn't have to be conventional you do what works for you and Mm -hmm. yeah I agree Mm -hmm. I agree completely and you're just gonna change so much yeah you're gonna change so much but it was, uh, I loved our episode last week just because it was, but it made me reflect back on yeah, some of my decisions past. that I had made financially, um, always just taking care of other people before mm-hmm. myself. And um, and that really stemmed from my lack of knowledge, I think, yeah. in the finance department of understanding how to, and, and lack mindset mm-hmm. of uh, you know, the things I used to think about money, uh, you had to have money to make money, like all those, those precursors that I think when you have those mindsets, I uh, yeah, living in scarcity really affect you. But um, it definitely feels really good to have like financial freedom to a point of like, never having to worry, like I would just I would never it just I would never be in that place again. And not because I'm like, I would never do that. It's like, I know how to work the finances now. Like, even if I were to get married, it would be like, here's our joint account. I have my account. You have your account. Like, I would never, I just know how I would do things. Yeah. Mike and I don't have a a joint bank account. We each have our own bank account. And then we have an account for bills. Yeah. That's that's exactly what I do. A joint to, like, make that. We each have our own money. Like, I just, you know how you would go about things. Yeah. You each set (laughs) up your own IRA. Like, set yourself up because you don't know what can happen. You need that HSA. Like, the HSA is awesome. You can pull money out, like, interest-free. You can put money in interest-free. Like, there's just – we. I could talk for days on it. But it's just important to look out for yourself. It is. If you're, you know, in a situation, look out for you. Like, you can help a person. Like, I'm all about – I love the 10% rule. Give 10% of your income to – 
a charity or somebody that needs it and I feel like this podcast like we that's what we kind of went on was trying to give to people and give them a platform and it doesn't always have to be wealth doesn't have to be money it can be whatever you want it to be it's just living in that abundance lifestyle Mm -hmm. with it and setting yourself up so that you can yeah Mm -hmm. and I would too like extend just a helping voice and hand to like somebody who might be in more of a narcissistic abusive relationship where the man controls everything and you are not like I know situations where her paycheck was put directly into his account Mm -hmm. she had to ask like they're going without stuff um don't be afraid to ask for help and you can always reach out to us and we will connect you with somebody like do not let the the man gaslight you anymore and I know that's easier said than done and it's you're in this you're in the thick of it and you're in it every day you're in the scarcity of you know abuse you're you're in the fear of a lot of things being taken from you but um it's just no way to live and I guarantee you won't you will never regret leaving it might be a little hard and it might be hard asking for help it might be hard getting yourself out there um, and finding help, but, um, it'll be so worth it. And, and your kids, man, it's, it's a tough situation, but just know that you can always reach out to us. You can reach you out can. to us, DM us. Haven. We will, we will figure things out. My, my mom is very well involved she with, is. um, so much of that, getting safety, housing, mm-hmm. all the things. Um, I know plenty of, uh, um, nonprofits that will give, well, I mean, you have to apply for it, but we'll help you with money in order to put a down payment down. I mean, anything you need, we will figure it out. There's so many Facebook groups now that I'm even a part of that a mom will be like, I need diapers and all the moms come to the rescue. Like, I just love the community that is being built. Like we're all, yeah, we need to look out for ourselves. Number one, the oxygen mask analogy, but we're all here to help and we want everybody to succeed because like Jennifer Freed said in her episode, like we need community more than anything right mm-hmm. now. And, yeah. and you know what? This was a, a problem I had for a very long time was how to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like everything came with a cost, but that was because I was brainwashed. Um, and, and not that I was brainwashed, not that it was an excuse, but because you're gaslit yeah. so many times, you really truly believe that. You believe yeah. that nothing is, nobody's actually going to help you, mm-hmm. that everything comes with a cost and it, and it doesn't. There are so many people, but I had to learn how to put my ego and my pride aside and say like, I've messed up, I made a bad choice, but I need help now. Yes. And it wasn't until I decided to do that did I actually receive the help that I needed. And it wasn't in a crazy way, but it was like, I need help. And it's I listened to that in intuition. Front of the other. But I do know if I wouldn't have called my dad for help that night, I yeah. don't think I would be alive today, you know, with Matt and where the state of mind he was in. I know I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And who would who knows what the kids would have saw? Like, it's just sometimes you have to just pull that trigger and do that no matter if you feel like you're going to disappoint somebody or whatever. It has nothing to do with them. You don't ever think about anybody else's emotions. You have to look out well, for yourself. Go with your gut. If you have that gut feeling, get out. That's that's your intuition telling you, get out. Yeah. Do it. But your logic will take over will. and justify things. So it's it's not that easy. And 
when you know the person underneath and you're seeing two different types of personalities, it can be really hard to understand the both of them because it can be two different lives almost. So I do understand you are not alone and Allie understands. So you guys are not alone. Please reach out and we will always, always, always help you. And and that goes for everything. So we have lots of connections. Me too. But this has been a great episode. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. A completely different way than I was talking finance. (laughs) It was (laughs) way more fun. Enough about the finance. Exactly. I'm just kidding. It's so good. (laughs) All right. Well, we enjoy you guys listening to us. And um, thank you so much for all of our new listeners. It has been such an incredible like month. It has. Thank you guys for tuning in. And if you need to learn more about us, go back and check out our first and second or Yes, our second and third episode um, are interviews with me and Allie, and you can learn a little bit more about our stories and who we are and how we got here. But um, yeah, check those out if you need to. We will also, we are heading out to another podcast. We're going to be on a podcast, Drinking with Gin. Remember Ginny, who was on ours, and that'll be airing soon too. So you'll get a different platform, and we get to be the Yay. All right, everybody, stay twisted. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. sisters. We're all a little twisted.